0: So Retrograde. We're back. Hello. That sounded creepy. We're back. You manifested this. We made it happen. I'm really straddling this desk right now. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get up in here, now's your chance. Noted. Yep, yep.
1: Uh, I'm Elizabeth Cott. Oh, hi. I'm
0: Stephanie Smart. I'm looking for Dick. And this is That's So <laughs> Retrograde,
1: a show where we like to explore mindfulness, consciousness, well-being, Yeah. and all of those things to make your day feel great and put a little pep in your step
0: Mm-hmm. and pop in your pussy yes you feel uh, absolutely
1: okay on today's show we have Erin Boyle, a blogger extraordinaire. Her website is called Reading My Tea Leaves, Mm -hmm. which serves some serious Pinterest IRL, Mm -hmm. but not in that way that makes you feel bad about yourself. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, I can use this. I can apply it to my real life. It's
0: accessible.
1: Exactly. She has a very clean and pointed aesthetic, which we love, and it all reminds us that simple matters. Totally. And that is, funnily enough, the name of her book, that just came out. Nice, dude. Thank you. I did that. <laughs> um, and we're going to welcome her on the show to talk about this. And it's very much in line with our whole clarity Trip 2000, that we're on. 2016 clarity. Make your space serene, yeah. feel calm. How's that going for you, by the way?
0: Well, it was going really well. I did just get back from a trip, so right. things are slightly out of place. But yesterday I made a point to like at least unpack my suitcase. In the past, I would probably have left my suitcase just there for like a week, and then I'm still living out of it, yeah. even though I'm in my home.
1: Yeah, I wish I was one of those people who can just like glide back from the plane and be like, jump back Who into life people? I think they exist no I don't think they do it's not my reality though no I'm usually like I need three days to
0: reacclimate. it's not a good vibe. I think that's three days is very normal because I was text a couple people were like oh do you want to hang out they knew I was back and I was just like I literally can't do that <laughs> uh, I'm not a person right now right and there were like a couple people were like it takes three days and I was like okay so three days so the
1: three-day rule
0: and that's a good thing to keep in mind I think because when you're I at least, when I get back and I feel, you know, weird and discombobulated, I start to feel bad, like I'm like, Total. I start to kind of spiral, but knowing that there's like a three-day grace period gave me permission to just sort of be like, I'm in my three-day period, all I need to do right now is do yoga and sleep and just take care of myself, and that's it. Yeah. And unpack. The rules of jet-setting with that so retro. Yeah, 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 we awesome. got you guys.
1: So let's welcome Aaron to the show and yeah. figure out... How Simple
0: Matters. Hi, Erin.
1: Your <laughs> book is stunning, by the way. Thank you. And the information in it is fantastic and Thanks. so in line with what both Stephanie and I have been exploring with the idea of clearing our spaces to then clear our minds. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get involved with this
2: simplicity idea? Sure. Um, you know, part of it happened kind of by accident. Um, I don't know. I think it. some of it goes back to like a, I don't know, a long time ago. How many years this is this now? Going off to college <laughs> and having my own space and suddenly being like, oh, I'm in charge of what this looks like. Um, and I had a dorm room in college that so like, you know, the RAs would be like, we need to bring people by on the tour. It's just so neat and organized. You know, it's like my little pride and joy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so I think, yeah, like having my own space and kind of being able to be, you know, I grew up in a, in a house with three sisters, and it was kind of crazy all the time, although perfectly neat and organized, but, you know, it wasn't, like, I wasn't in total control. Um, And then having my own space, it was kind of nice to explore what that could look like. Um, But, and then... Um, a few years ago, my then-fiancé, now-husband, and I moved into a really, really tiny apartment in Brooklyn, um, and suddenly, kind of all of the things that we'd already been doing, it was, like, imperatives that we do them, as opposed to just, oh, it's nice to live in a airy, spacious apartment in, you know, Wilmington, North Carolina, where, like, your apartment was, like, huge and cost, like, a penny, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and then we, you know, moved to Brooklyn, and suddenly it was, like, oh, it's nice to have an airy space, but it also, like takes a little work to have an hair sure. space when it's so small. Um, so yeah, things kind of crystallized then, and then I really started writing about it, and sometimes just in the practice of writing, things kind of become more your thing a little bit. So mm. I was really writing about small spaces, and then when I decided to kind of put everything I'd been writing about into a book, um, I really wanted it to be something that kind of went beyond just living in a small space, that the idea that living your life kind of with intention and being thoughtful about your space is something you can do whether you're like physically constrained or not. Like You can actually live in a quite large house and still not have a lot of stuff if you so choose. Um, so that's why I, I kind of went with like simplicity in general for the book rather than just small spaces.
0: Yeah, like having a big space has nothing to do with someone's ability to be organized. If anything, yeah. I think it can make it worse. Yeah, I Because you so just too. have so much space and...
1: You can hide the mess. Yeah. Like, totally. And moving into the smaller space, obviously the idea of mindless consumption is no longer on the table.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think living in a small space, you start noticing everything that comes into it. So whether it's things you're not buying at all, but that just kind of come with a territory of being... A human in the 21st century in America, like junk mail or disposable coffee cups or, you know, stuff you pick up at a conference for free, or <laughs> all of the kind of stuff like that in a day you... Kind of gather, and then at the end of the day, you unload it in your house. And when you have a really small apartment, like, there's nowhere to put it. Like, there's literally not surfaces even to corral that without staring it right in the face. Um, and so I started just being really, really mindful about, like, do I want to bring this home? Like, am I going to say yes to this free tote bag? Maybe not. You know, it's just like too, super awkward, especially kind of as a blogger where there is kind of lots of tote bags in your there's life. There's a lot I I of imagine. tote bags in my life. <laughs> uh, and some of them are amazing, and some of them are repetitive, and I, you know...
1: What do you know. do, just specifically, what yeah. do you do with the tote bag thing? Because the bags of bags is such a reality in my life, yeah. and it's really, really weighs heavy on my shoulders.
2: Yeah, totally. Well, I've started, like, giving them away very enthusiastically, so when people... Um, you know i don't know if i'm bringing muffins to someone's house i'm like here it is in a handy tote bag you know? right <laughs> like, so i really like i don't i don't hoard them um, and then sometimes i just do like a, here's a bag of bags to the you know goodwill uh, all of that's, like, problematic because obviously it's still stuff that's, like, in the universe somewhere. And mm-hmm. we live on a small planet, you know, that we don't want to fill with tote bags. Um, but... <laughs> um,
1: so many y- damn tote bags y- in this world.
2: You know, yeah. I think just, you know, kind of looking to, um, to say no from the get-go. Like, I talk about in the book a little bit this concept of gatekeeping. So kind mm. of, like, deciding, like, I'm going to be you know stand at the my door and say like yes you can come in or no you can't come in and um and I think that's something a lot of people have trouble with like deciding that you're in control of your space and you're in control of your life and you don't have to accept like the glittery
0: eyeliner if glittery eyeliner is just not something that you dig so to that how do you decide what belongs and what doesn't is yeah. it because sometimes you're gonna have to say no stuff that you actually do like yeah, right? totally.
2: Oh, I know that's hard. I'm not that good at it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do love beautiful things. I love well-designed things. I love things with story. Um, and, and so there are sure there are some things where I'm like, do I really need another little ceramic pinch pot? Like, no, no, I don't. Like, just, <laughs> just, just, just keep on walking. Um, but one thing that I do um, is kind of set up like limiting factors for myself. So. Things like I, you know, I try to buy things that are, like, made in the U.S. or made by small producers or made by, you know, people people with a story that I kind of know. And all of that means, like, I'm not going into a big, um, it's kind of a big, like, a place like a Target or, like, a big box store and just being like, ah, pretty new pillows in stock. Like, let me fill my mm-hmm. cart. Um, And again, part of that on top is, like, space. But part of it's really just being thoughtful about, like, do I want a pillow that, like, doesn't really have a story and doesn't, I don't necessarily need in my place, or do I want, like, the one thoughtful pillow that I'm going to save up for, and it's made by this, like... Sorry, Nate Berkus. uh, Yeah, you know, sorry. (laughs) I mean, I think it's true, like, but it's a very real problem, I think. Like, people on my Instagram, I see all the time, like, a picture of a, like, literally a picture of a Target cart filled, and people say, like, I just came for diapers, but then, dot, 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 it's like, a side table. What?
1: (laughs) Target and Sephora are the two places that I cannot leave without dropping at least $100. It
0: does not matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just set boundaries for yourself and, like, kind of a code of, like, conduct.
2: Exactly. I mean, that's a really good way of putting it. And the same goes for, like, food or clothes or makeup or, like, all of that. I kind of feel like once you kind of set up, like, I'm going to go this route, not that, not. Everything is on the table to like bring in. Suddenly, there's just less that you're even tempted by. Yeah. Mm. You talk about in the book condensing
1: all of your beauty products into one dob kit, yes. and then that way you're like, I can get up and go as yeah. easily as possible. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably need like uh six, <laughs> but I also yeah. I do do the the purse kit. So I mm-hmm. have like mm-hmm. a, my makeup for my purse, yeah. and that's just like a mobile, yeah, something, yeah, but. I have designated to one drawer of makeup that I use. Well,
2: that, I mean, baby steps. And also, like, I I think there's just... There's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, because maybe... maybe, Yeah,
0: I was going to say, like, maybe you have more makeup, but then you have less something else. Like, it's not like every single thing is going to fit. Yeah. Like, so when you have simplified in your space, has that affected other parts of your life? Definitely. And again, some of this comes... Like, I'm
2: very cognizant of the fact that some of this comes down to your personality. Like, I am someone who kind of suffers in crowded, chaotic spaces. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't – I can't work well in them. I can't, like, think well in them. I can't, like, breathe well in them. You know, like, I really notice, like, uh, to use, like, a little woo-woo term, like, an energy difference when I'm in, like, a clean, sparse Spartan place. You don't
0: have to apologize for talking about energy on this podcast. We vibe on that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah.
2: But, you know, I think that it's true that – there is this kind of connection between and some of it's actually documented like there's a study that was um that was done a few years ago in California mm-hmm. um about people's, like, cortisol levels literally rising when they talk about the amount of stuff in their mm-hmm. space. And I think that is true. I think we, you know, as the study says and as I write in my book, like, we live in one of, like, the most materially rich moments in the history of humanity. Like, we have more access to stuff than ever before. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people it's overwhelming. And I definitely see that, um, in my blog. Like, the, the numbers of emails that I get on a daily basis from people wanting to know, like, I'm looking for just the right thing. And I, I'm, like, have paralysis around what decision to make. Like, can you help me? Tell me what mascara you use mm-hmm. just because I don't want to have to go to the drugstore and look at, like, 50. And sometimes I'm like, I, oh, my God, girl, like, choose whatever mascara you want. And sometimes I feel like, oh, this is, like, a real issue that we have to sort out. Like, this is something that is kind of plaguing us more generally. Like we're the overwhelmed by choices. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then I feel like people end up getting like multiple things because totally.
2: of that. Totally. Exactly. And then you end up with six stop kits. <laughs> yeah. With Hand like raise. a major space problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm on this zero-waste kick right now or I'm, like, really trying to cut down the amount of, like, disposable packaging in my life. I sit here with my little water bottle. Clean packaging. Hi. (laughs) Um, And and I think, again, it's like, oh, it's just, like, easier to get rid of the choices rather than to wring your hands about them. Like, standing in the grocery store and looking at the packaged food and being like, oh, my God, what's in here? Is that good or is this bad? Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, what kind of corn syrup? You know? it's easier for me to be like, oh, I'm going to do like the rice and the broccoli and foods that are like real whole foods in front of me. It takes some practice. It takes some time. I mean, sometimes I don't have the energy to like make a whole meal from scratch and we order pizza, like life happens. Um, but simplifying those kinds of things for me, like in terms of like raw materials is nice and feels like easier and
0: freer but how do you draw the line like say you go to the store and you buy like a fish and it's wrapped in a packaging like oh you have to do that
2: I know well it is kind of funny because so I've been I found this place in our neighborhood that's like you know two blocks away that sells tofu where you can bring your own um, they, like, have, provide plastic containers you could take, but it's super easy to bring your own container and put the tofu into it. Except, of course, that, like, you have to have your container. So I have, like, developed this kind of, like – I mean, you can go, like, off the deep end in terms of, like, neuroses. Right, You know, where yeah. you're like, hold on, got to run home to my container and run back out. And sometimes I do do that. Um, and sometimes I don't buy the tofu. And I don't know, there are other things that, like – The other day, it was going to be, like, impossible. I didn't have a bag on me. It was going to be impossible to, like, go home. And I, like, offered one up and got a bag. You know? Like, I think you have to be gentle with yourself. Definitely. All of this can definitely go into a territory of, like, becoming a neurotic weirdo who is spending too much time thinking about, you know... Not using a plastic bag. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, At the same time, like, as I said, like, we do live on a planet with limited resources. And, like, if everyone was just, like, 10% more mindful of that, we would make huge choices, like, or huge changes. Like, that is the thing, I think, that kind of drives me above anything else. Like, I do think that our lives have potential to impact change, even if it's something as simple as not bringing your tofu home in a plastic container if you had another one another option
1: do you have like Mm. three other tips of aside from i love bringing having your own container i think we can figure out how to apply that in in various ways
2: other anything else yeah
0: other consciousness based choices
2: yeah i mean i think things like um deciding like not to to like window shop on your way home rather than like buy things on your way home like i know in new york and I imagine in Los Angeles, too, like there are so many temptations um, uh, that it's kind of easy to like be in this state of like constantly buying things, especially like with like fashion, like fast fashion makes it so cheap to buy like mm-hmm. the new crop top that's like in the store that suddenly you're like, yeah, I'm going to bear my belly again, you know, like whatever. <laughs> and But like thinking for a minute before you buy like the $5 thing and sure. deciding, oh, maybe I'm not going to look for one that's been ethically made or look for ones made from organic cotton or you know, just kind of like taking a step like taking a minute to ponder and then decide. I mean, so much of it just comes down to like giving yourself 0.5 seconds to think about what you're about to do and like if you could wait and make a better choice. Awesome. That's a long winded tip. That's great. Uh, um one long winded tip. I don't know, I guess one thing to kind of think about is that a lot of this can sound like it's actually more complicated at first, like, oh my gosh, I just toss things in the trash can now I don't compost. Like suddenly composting like what? That's gonna take up so much time. I don't have time for it. But like in my world, there's actually all these other benefits on the other side. Like we don't we have this tiny little trash can that we only take out, you know, every I mean every few days because it is so tiny (laughs) and we have a baby. But, you know, um we can put all of our stinky Food waste into a bucket in the freezer that we bring to the farmers market three blocks away oh. once a week. So like in that way, it's like so much easier than dealing with a huge garbage that stinks, and you're like trying to figure out ways to make it stop stinking, or like fighting with your husband, maybe mm-hmm. or your husband <laughs> taking garbage down five flights or whatever. You know, sure. like there are a lot of these things that I think they end up being easier. Um, I don't know. I think about stuff like skincare. You know, like. I, in college, I like stopped washing my face with soap and noticed like ridiculous improvement in my skin because I think that I was just making it go crazy by scrubbing it with all sorts of things that were just making it like react and um, like making a choice to simplify there and then only being, oh, I'm going to use, you know, like just like oils to make my to moisturize my skin rather, again, than, like, going to the pharmacy and wringing your hands about what ingredients are in the thing. Like, just choose the basic thing and, like, and your life becomes simpler. Like, like, people are so caught up in baby care products, you know, and, um, like, with good reason. Like, there are a lot of things that maybe are questionable that we're putting on our kids, but also, and I would say we should be careful about ourselves, too, but, like, we only have ever used coconut oil on our baby's bottom, and she's green, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I haven't had to spend any time researching the different brands that are, like, actually greenwashed or not or whatever, like, I think that there's just some, like, getting back to basics, and I actually like to use, like, a kind of, um, it sounds like a little twee. But, like, think about what, like, what would Laura Ingalls Wilder do? Ah, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Some of this kind of going back to be- – and, of course, like, we have made leaps and bounds, like, improvements. It's like, I am pro-vaccine. Like, there yeah. are some things that are, like, we should be, you know, taking advantage of, like, scientific advancement. But also, like, go back to the food that Laura Ingalls Wilder ate. Turning like, she- your own butter.
0: Totally, man. <laughs> man. I mean- <laughs> but I feel like it's also like you're renegotiating your relationship to – The idea of consumerism. Yeah. Because I think people kind of like that. I I mean, I Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. I do like standing in front of an aisle in like a pharmacy. Interesting. one of my favorite pastimes. Oh, interesting, yeah. What can I get? Like, what's the new thing? And like, what is it going to do for me? And it's this whole kind of like experience. So like you're saying, take a minute and have a different conversation with yourself about, right. about that entire experience. Right, totally. And, like, put your olive oil in, like, a cute little dropper or, like, do something for yourself that makes you feel like it's cute. Yeah.
2: Maybe. Right. Well, I mean, I think – Make it cute
0: for yourself. I yeah. do feel like
2: there's this idea and, um, again, like, part of this is not my own. Like, part of this goes back to that study about, like, people being overwhelmed by their stuff um, and how in, like, master bedroom like remodeling like across the country there's this trend of like spa bathrooms like people in their master bedroom want to have this kind of spa bathroom experience and I think that people feel that way in a lot of areas in their life like they look Mm. at beautiful pictures on Pinterest or whatever and they're like oh how can I recreate it and my philosophy is kind of like you just do it like do it man like you can like open up your bathroom vanity and decide that like all of those bottles are like driving you crazy and you decant them into pretty little glass bottles and then you open up your bathroom cabinet and it does look like
0: a Pinterest photo shoot
2: in real life. (laughs) Pinterest IRL.
0: So could you take us back to the beginning for someone who's listening and is like, okay, this sounds amazing. How do I begin? Some first initial tips for starting to simplify. Yeah, totally. So as not to overwhelm yourself.
2: Totally. I mean, I do think that there's this idea that, like simplifying your life or decluttering your life means getting rid of, like having really hard conversations about what you're going to get rid of that you love. Mm -hmm. And there's this, there can be this kind of defensiveness about that. Like, oh, don't make me give away my six stop caps. It's like, okay, don't start, (laughs) don't start there. It's Elizabeth
0: (laughs) It's like her cross to bear. (laughs)
2: Shame. (laughs) But but you know what I mean? Like, don't think about the hard stuff first. Think about the easy stuff. Like, Mm. think back to like, the When I was talking about, like, the junk mail or the, you know, stuff on your surfaces in your house that you don't want. Like, literally spend five minutes going through your house and getting rid of just the things that are actively bothering you mm. and just decide to let them go. Like, there are there are a lot of those things. Like, I think we all kind of have this idea that we're not in control of our spaces. And... We are,
0: and we like. Who else is? We, if we we're like not. created this thing that's we're allowing ourselves to weigh us down. Totally. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it really, I think, make like spend an afternoon just on the visible things in your house that are you literally do not like.
1: But then, what about that guilt that you then experience if it's like, oh, I got this as a gift, or yeah. you know, I'm going to give this away. I don't know if, like, anyone else would have use for it, but I yeah. feel weird getting rid of it. You know, there's yeah. that whole the kind of guilt. psychological conversation oh, totally. we have. Oh, totally.
2: Yeah. I mean, I do think some of that then goes back to, like, well, I'm going to, like, make a better choice next time. You sure. know, like, next time I'm going to decide, I'm going to, like, take those five minutes and be like, ugh, don't buy that candle that you aren't really sure about because, you know, I'm going to feel guilt in three weeks when I don't want right. to have it in my house anymore. Um And then in terms of like the gift stuff, you know, this is something that comes up a lot on my blog and it's definitely a conversation that like preoccupies, you know, families with small children um, because there's a lot of gifts given to small kids. And I again would just go back to the idea that like you get to be in control, you know, like be gracious, say thank you.
0: Don't Then like give it away. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then
2: give it away. Like, if there's something that really doesn't vibe with what you need, like, I don't know. I, it makes me sad to think about, like, keeping something that's, like, actively not
1: serving you. Yeah. Yeah. But it
0: sounds like you're gonna have to go through like at least one phase of it where you do do create some waste. Like when I moved out of my apartment I had to give I had all this like makeup and like vitamins and stuff that I was just like not using or whatever and I put it in a bag and I was like I'm gonna give this to like the shelter and my brother was like you can't give away used makeup. Yeah. But I felt like so bad. Totally. But I guess it's like we just have to accept that like we do create waste.
2: I think so. I think you have to accept that you create waste and then also like then be any, better yeah like in some ways it's a healthy exercise yeah oh damn like look at like, all this stuff that I accumulated now right. that you know yeah
1: do better next time yeah I think so, do you, so I want to get into morning practice oh yeah how do you set your day up for taking beautiful pictures and giving very sound advice <laughs> uh,
2: via your blog and
1: your your stunning book
2: things um let's see I um have my co- husband bring me coffee
1: Love that. Gotta get me one of those. <laughs> you know, just gotta, nope to gotta make that happen. Get a husband.
2: Um, you know, I mean, I'm, i he. I mean, I really do get coffee made by my husband almost every morning, which is amazing, and I don't take it for granted. But I do. Every think listener that- just turned it off. They're like, <laughs> "Fuck this shit." <laughs> But, I mean, I I think that there's some kind of, like, honoring your morning, you know. Um, We've been talking about that a lot. Whether you're, you know, whatever. Whether it's a husband or not. Like, whether you make your own coffee. um, Just, like, giving yourself moments to be. I experienced this um, thing a few years ago where I was working on a site – that was kind of like bicoastal, so there was some like whoo funny hours happening because of two different time zones. So I kind of felt like I was like perpetually working, and I would do this thing where I'd wake up in the morning and already feel like stressed, like already feel behind, kind of mm-hmm. like get at my computer and start like manically kind of editing things, um, and it was awful. Like I would work for like an hour or two before I'd even had coffee. What? why would you do that to yourself, you know, yeah. but I'd I be like sweating in my pajamas, you know, like terrible. And I think just kind of, again, like it goes back to like, just taking that control. Just like, you know, say that like your morning is gonna unfold in a way that you want it to, whether it's like, and it can be like five minutes. I mean, I think that so much of this, it feels, and I'm very aware, like people can be like, oh, the other day, I wrote about how I've started making my own um, hazelnut
0: milk, which is really fun. I knew you were going to say something about nut milk. Stop. Mm-hmm. True, <gasps>
2: but it's so <laughs> fast and it's so easy, and I mean, it literally takes minutes. And so are and you soaking
1: I, the hazelnuts?
2: I'm soaking overnight? the hazelnuts overnight. And then we got a nut milk bag. I got a nut milk bag, <laughs> which you can find here. do it.
1: Local health food store and or Amazon. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah so it. Soak them overnight with a little bit of vanilla bean mm-hmm. and um, and some honey I've been using. Raw a bit of a sweet tooth. It is, yeah. Okay. Um, on both counts. Nuts it and honey. Better be no I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um no, very processed. Um, <laughs> um soak it overnight and then blend it in the blender, in the or yeah, in the blender, and put it through the nut bag Nottie. and have your little moment of like Milking your nut bag, which feels very nice. And toddlers really get in on that. And then you have nut milk. And I mean, I also love dairy, but this nut That's milk okay. ritual is really fun. And We're not allowed dairy shame you. I get it. But it, you know, I the, love other butter. Day, it exists, <laughs> the other day, though, you know, someone was like, well, for those of us that don't have time. And it struck like a little bit of like a sensitive spot for me um, because I can, I'm aware that some people can read this book or read my blog and be like, Oh, must be nice to have the husband who brings you coffee and you don't really have to work very hard. You know, like, sure. there's this kind of idea that there's, that I'm sitting around just kind of like, hmm. What am I going to write about today? La-da-da-da. You know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, of course my life is hectic. Like, of course my life is busy and stressful. But milk's really, it takes literally five
0: minutes. Well, I was just going to say, like, I feel like there's this idea that these things are so arduous in and, yeah. and all of the practices. Yeah. But really, it's not.
2: Yeah. Or, like, inaccessible. And I mean, there's reason. time
0: for anything that you want to make time for. I know. So...
2: Girl, I'm with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you live in New York City. Like, of course your life's crazy.
2: I know. Brooklyn. And it's hard to find nut milks
1: in New York City. you got to make it your really own. really is.
0: Elizabeth and I reverted to just eating... Bread and yeah, cheese for the entire week that we were there. We fell off. So, it was
1: scary. We were
0: like, we're in a dark space. <laughs> like
1: four or five years ago, I was at the Standard and I asked for almond milk, and the waiter just goes, You must be from LA. And I oh, was no. just very put off by I that reaction. Really, yeah. They have almond milk there now, though. Oh,
2: God. So, wow. Like, Although, almond out.
0: milk, I, I mean, I drink it, but I do, I recently started to have a little bit of a chagrin just because of the Water problem and almonds and how much water they take to grow. Isn't that
2: for You know what? This is the thing, though, and I, it's so hard because all of this is about like complicating an issue to simplify an issue. Like, Mm. you know, you Mm. need to kind of like identify, like, oh, there's a problem with how we grow nuts or grow meat or whatever. But also, like, we're human beings. Like, we we do consume, we do create waste, we live complicated lives, trying to make those lives as like gentle and simple, and you know good for the environment as possible is really important but we also can't like sit around in caves and like beat ourselves with chains yeah know? like right. we have to kind of accept that there are choices and we're gonna do our best I mean this is the this is the thing like the milk conversation on my blog really started this kind of conversation around some people saying well you know you really shouldn't be eating dairy at all well you really shouldn't should you know think about the the waste that nut milk produce in, like, the, you know, nut meal that's left behind, which <laughs> I've been using in my baked goods. Thank you very much. Good for you. But, you know, I do think that some of this, like, oh, take like a you, breath. Like, like you said earlier, you
0: can't get stuck in, like, the neuroses of, like, yeah. every single layer of it. You just yeah. have to, like, kind of do what you can.
1: Putting a little effort towards clearing it, and instead of having being clearing as an activity, mm-hmm. as opposed to like a way of life,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: really the work that that I'm experiencing right now.
2: Interesting, yeah. Which is
1: why your book spoke so beautifully to us oh, awesome. in terms of we're like getting on that spring cleaning tip.
2: Yeah. So
1: to life what cleaning tip.
0: The, yeah. <laughs> so to what Elizabeth is saying. So uh, I have two questions. The first yeah. one would be a sim like a simple beautifying kind of tip like for me I found recently that I just bringing flowers into my room Mm, kind of mm -hmm. lifts my vibe a little bit and makes me motivated to keep the space clear oh it's so true yeah so Um, something like that
2: well too bad you stole that idea (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I do think I don't know I write a lot about it this a lot and people ask me about it a lot surfaces like Mm. just like let your nightstand not have crap on it just take literally every solitary thing off of it and then decide like what you're missing like oh okay maybe you're missing like water so maybe you put like your glass of water back on the nightstand oh maybe you're missing a little something green so you put like a potted plant back on your nightstand but in general i feel like you won't put back everything that you've taken off Mm. in any area like whether it's your kitchen counter or your bathroom sink or your you know nightstand or dresser if you get rid of everything and then decide what you want, it's S- going to be less than you start from a the beginning.
0: Yeah. And then, so what's the hardest part, do you think, of of the simplifying process?
2: I guess it is the kind of, like, neuroses that we've talked about, you know, uh, in, like, not going too far off the deep end, like, being gentle with yourself, and understanding learning, it's a process.
1: Learning new ways of being, I think. Yeah. it's great to... Once you clear everything off yeah. and re-put it on, and it looks so pretty, yeah, understanding that that that's works best for you and yeah. figuring out how
0: to keep that momentum going. Totally, totally. I think it's and really I hard. That yeah, from experience. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really hard not to make yourself crazy. Yeah, I think Because yeah. it can become like an obsessive experience. Sure. Or yeah.
1: She's like, no, I just have a blog and a book about it. Nothing yeah. obsession here. <laughs> No, but you seem like you have a good
0: handle on it. <laughs> yeah, I
2: just write about I it daily.
0: Feel yeah, like you're doing great. Yeah, but you're up being of service, right? You yeah. know. Yeah, you're not just sitting in your house constantly cleaning surfaces. I don't think.
2: No, no, but well, because I mean. for me it really is you know people like joke they're like oh like I just like to think that there's like a Snickers wrapper like off the side of your Instagram that I can't see you know (laughs) but and like I get it and like sometimes there is like I don't know something like I move away like a dirty sock or something like sure of course but in general I'd say that like I'm being pretty truthful because I've This is what works for me. Like, I don't Mm. have things cluttering up my nightstand because I, like, I I never do because I like how it is without it. Um, And, you know, that might be harder for, there. there, you know, there are things that are going to be hard for some people and things that are going to be easy for other people. And you've got to kind of pick your battles and decide. It's a practice. Yeah, totally. And also, like, we're complicated. Like, you know, and, like, some things, I don't know, I really like french fries, like,
0: great. Same. You know? Like, yeah. whatever.
2: Like, do what works for you is really... Which, I mean, I'm a terrible spokesperson, because...
0: No, I think that's really, <laughs> really good advice, actually. Because it's not realistic to completely no. be on one end of the spectrum, I don't No. Think.
2: And I have found, like, a little bit, not to go, like, negative, but I found once you're, like, in a space where you're writing about this, and people are kind of looking to you for advice, there is this, like, kind of, like, I'm gonna knock her down a few pegs. Like, mm. you know, like, oh, you're creating waste with the nut milk or whatever. And it's like, oh, <laughs> deep breath. Like, you just have to take a deep breath and, like, keep on going. Like, you're never going to be perfect. We're not – human beings are not perfect. I'm going to yeah. go Catholic now. <laughs> <laughs> you could
1: say you're creating um, space in my inbox for unnecessary comments.
2: Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's right. That's right. Oh, this God. is Slam. so cool. To
0: do. So everyone should pick up this book. It's so beautiful. It's a great read and good for underneath your coffee table. Don't put it on top. <laughs> 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 and also check out Erin's
1: website, which is Reading My Tea Leaves, which is stunning as well. And it's such a beautiful brand that you've created with a great Thank message. You. And we're so excited that you were able to... Uh, School our fools today. And
0: can we find you on Instagram? Um, You share public. And what's that? It's Read Tea Leaves. Read Tea Leaves. Yeah. At Read Tea Leaves. Yes.
2: Thank you so much, Erin. Thank Thank you you guys. Thanks so much fun.
1: Yes, that's a retrograde. We have This point in the show where we have um, referred to it as viewer mail. We've referred to it as reader reader mail. mail. But the truth is it's listener mail. Because you guys
0: have ear holes. And
1: we're just manifesting over in the corner here. Don't mind us. This first lovely email comes to us from Catherine. (laughs) The alliteration of lovely letter was too much for you. Yeah, it was (laughs) way too much who says um, some very sweet things about the show. She says, I seriously feel like I'm hanging out with my girlfriends talking about everything that interests me. Well, we love that the things we talk about on this show interest you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And she goes on to say her ideal day would be filled with green juice, smoothies, yoga, and, of course, hanging out with us. Ha. That's crazy. You think we're
0: fun, but we're just napping.
1: Yeah. So, Steph, this leads me. What is your ideal day? What are the three things that make up your ideal day?
0: Hmm, okay, let me close my eyes, let me get there. Okay, wake up in the morning, it's like between 8 and 11, unclear, because I have nothing to do that day. Um, <laughs> no schedule, yeah, My My schedule is loose, the vibes are loose, and... My windows are open and the air is just breezing in. The sun is shining. I wake up. I stretch. Mm. Um, well, first I first hold on. Go re- reverse it. Okay. I wake up. I put some lemon in some water. You don't need to talk. Like it doesn't need to take a whole day to describe it. Hold on. <laughs> okay. It's like lemon water, yoga stretching. Um, Elizabeth comes over and brings me breakfast. Uh, then we hang out for a little. We sit on the patio. We talk about stuff. We we get creative. Then we go. Uh, we take a yoga class. Then we like go somewhere cool. Yeah. Like I don't know, Disneyland. <laughs> Manifesting that. And then after Disneyland we come hum- we have some drinks, some cocktails, we maybe we smoke a little marijuana. Sorry, not sorry. And then I'm in bed by a you know, eleven thirty. That sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> I really love all of that. I'm gonna piggyback on that. I'm gonna say all of that happens for me, except it starts with a great poop.
0: Oh, oh wait, I want that too. I want that too.
1: And then Can I have that too? You kind yes, you can have okay. that. And then it kind of touches you kinda of touched on this, but I would cook a meal for my friends. That's a a big part That's of perfect
0: because I would like to get waited on. Of what
1: sparks <laughs> joy for me, and then um, there's a dance party involved yes. with
0: choreographed movement. I'm glad that both of our ideals, de- our ideal days, include each other, so that like yeah. I can like kind of be a part of your stuff, and yeah. like you can come to Disney. Yeah, so
1: it's not like a solo journey. No, and I think we would be doing the show. Yeah,
0: that is definitely part sure. of it. Sure, we'd have a recording. Maybe a guy would come into my life and tell me that he's been like secretly loving me for a while, and I'd be like, me too, and then we would like have sex. And, like, we would both, like, come a few times. And we would Uh, fuck at Disneyland.
1: (laughs) I love all of this. Thank you to Catherine for um, sparking that conversation. Our second piece of listener mail comes
0: from (laughs) Dr. Laura Thomas, Ph.D. Sorry, guys. Doctors are fans of us.
1: She's a registered nutritionist and wellness advocate from across the pond in the U.K. All of these things make me feel... Like we are doing something right in the world. Not only is somebody who's a PhD listening to the show, yep. but she's also a nutritionist. Yep. and she—I'm guessing she has an English accent—and <laughs> all of those things make are your us favorite things seem so legit. So, yeah. thank you, first and foremost, Laura for uh, just being involved. Secondly, for being alive. Secondly, she, this is entitled Matcha Thorn. Uh-oh. Ugh, she says, sorry to be the bearer of thorns, but when I was listening to you talk about your matcha habit on last week's episode, I felt compelled to share this with you, and it is a video discussing lead contamination within our tea. I'm going to link oh, this no. on the blog. But uh, basically, lead, there's lead in tea, it's a thing, and uh, we're going to educate, but if it's, it's regionally based. So if you're getting your matcha from Japan, it might not be an issue.
0: Okay. So Is thanks, that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay.
1: Obviously. I'm sourcing it from, like, the source. Okay. The real stuff. Just
0: making sure, dude. Ceremonial um, grade. Yeah. Maybe that's what you need. Heck yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, Dr. Laura, <laughs> thank you for listening and thank you for helping to educate us. And, guys, we love knowledge. So it takes a village. If you guys come across something that is a point of interest that you think is worthy of sharing with our tribe of listeners?
0: Especially if we say something that's misinformation or maybe misleading people. Like, I definitely want to know.
1: Totally, because
0: Cause this not is, to
1: discredit, but we're just talking sometimes. Yeah,
0: we don't know what we're talking about. Um,
1: <laughs> okay, it is time for... Roses and
0: thorns. Thorns. And maybe a stem. Maybe. Okay. Remember when I couldn't think of the word thorn when I was like, what are those other things that are on roses? And you were like, thorns. And I was like, oh, yeah. For
1: sure. Yeah. So we're just here to support one another. okay Well, first, a major rose that happened, we went to this really cool conference that well and good yep. the website put on here in la at wanderlust there's a wanderlust theme here
0: today guys a favorite of mine. um
1: which is a beautiful space and th- there was a really cool panel they had really interesting people we're not going to give too much information on that because i'm hoping to pull every single one of those people onto the show at some point yeah so but the gift bag
0: on motherfucking you guys, There point. is
1: nothing better in life than a dope gift bag. I'm just going to say. And it maybe was, this is an LA specific experience.
0: I don't know. They have gift bags everywhere. But like this was next level. Yeah, the it was skincare really in that good. bag. Like I can't get enough fatty acid oils on my face. Right.
1: So what were some of your favorites that you can recommend?
0: Um the desert essence oil, the rosehip oil. Yeah, I actually posted it on our Twitter. Yeah. And um, all three of those products are the were my three favorites: the face wash, the oil, and the so the, we'll we'll the link
1: to those um, serum. Yeah, the desert. And, oh, has,
0: there is a lip gloss from this natural beauty company
1: called The Well.
0: Well, the yeah. lip gloss has become like my go-to. Every time I put my makeup on, I put it on, yeah, and it's amazing. It's and like a plumper, a natural plumper, and gloss, and it's really good.
1: It's wonderful, and then there's this brand called Drunk Elephant that's available at Sephora that I was introduced to from this gift bag, and they have this glycolic night serum. It's $90 a bottle, but it's honestly really working thus far, and I plan, I would repurchase. Yeah. I don't mind putting some investment into products that work. I will say that this is a stellar, stellar
0: product. I'm really, really shocked that it's that expensive Yeah, put it in the gift bag. So thanks. If I was them, I'd be like, nope, we'll give them the $40 one. So
1: um, thank you so much to Well and Good for hosting such an educational and fun event and for all that. And to Wanderlust. And for Wanderlust and for all that swag because I can be as conscious and aligned as I want to be, but I still love a good free freebie.
0: And by them sharing it with us, now you guys know about it.
1: Yeah, so... So it all works out. Thanks for that.
0: Um, another rose?
1: Another rose would also be something that I experienced at Wanderlust on Friday. Mm-hmm. My dear friend Adam, who goes by the name of NQ, who mm-hmm. is an incredible, incredible spoken word poet.
0: So sexual.
1: Saw him speak, or I'm sorry, we saw his, his show that they hosted at Wanderlust. It was so popular. They're going to be doing this monthly. I can't remember the last time I was that moved by a piece of art. Uh, it, it. The title of the show is "Question Everything," and I just urge you to go check it out if you're in LA. Tickets are twenty five dollars.
0: He's such a cool guy. Man. It
1: is probably some of the most moving shit you you can get your hands on at the moment. You know what
0: we should post on the blog is that video. The yeah eighty five. That yeah, yeah,
1: that's um, one of his most popular poems. Is called eighty five. We'll post to it again if you're in LA. Please check it out. It's it. Um, I'm almost speechless, which isn't really helpful when it comes to a podcast, but I don't have much to say other than this was a major rose. So check
0: out wanderlust.com for the next time that he's performing, and also we'll post the video to his one of his pieces.
1: So that's at Wanderlust. Mm-hmm. And another thing at Wanderlust that I need to shout out, we've got three Wanderlust shout outs.
0: I'm um, going to go there after this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Wanderlust is a yoga studio and event space here in Los Angeles that opened within the past few months. We talked about it uh, on the show previously, just a little.
0: It's where I rediscovered my yoga voice.
1: Information. Awesome. And they also planted. Uh, crystals underneath the foundation of the space, which I swear to gosh you can feel. You can. It's the most magical. So, our girl Ambi Sitham, who's gonna be on the show again at the end of April doing Ask Ambi. We're getting your horoscope questions. We love them. Keep them coming. Mm -hmm. She is doing again for our LA listeners, she is doing a a workshop on manifesting with the new moon on April 5th. Early bird tickets are $36.00. And on April 26th, a healing with the full moon. Um, again, $36. You can sign up. It's so April 5th, April 26th. I'm going to be there. Steph is going to be there. Come see us. Come support our girl. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait for uh, to learn the how-tos of manifestation and healing. Who doesn't want that?
0: I want it. I'm there. Perfect. Ready for yes. my rose?
1: So ready, boo.
0: Okay. So my rose is that our dear friend, Sandy Danto, who is a comedian. Love him. He has decided to start a campaign for himself to fund his own comedy tour called the Jet Ski Hot Tub Road Trip on a Yacht Comedy Tour. And basically what it is is that he's putting a yacht on like an 18-wheeler and traveling... Across the country, turning this yacht into like a club essentially.
1: Because, as he says, most comedy specials are basic. Yeah. So let's unbasic them. And let's
0: make it fucking weird and fun. And so in order to do this, he needs to raise like 10 grand or something. And he's already halfway there. So I would love it if you guys would go watch his Kickstarter video. You can find it at Sandy Danto on Instagram. The link is in his bio. And if you watch it...
1: We'll link to it on the blog as well. It
0: feels like something that's fun for you and that you would like to see come to your town. Please donate. Anything helps because... I mean, I personally just want to see such a crazy vision come to life. Like, I feel like that is really, like, if that that can manifest, then, like, anything is possible. Totally. And he's hilarious. And if he was able to come to your town, I know that you guys would love it so much. So we're going to put that link on the blog. And also, if you want to go at Sandy Danto on Instagram, check his ass out.
1: And what I love so much about Sandy is that... You knew him through comedy. Mm -hmm. I knew him through Michigan Mm -hmm. growing up in the same town and had similar friends. And, like, we were both friends with him separately. And then here we are talking about his cool Kickstarter thing. How awesome.
0: Let him do it, you you guys. (laughs) Let him live. Uh, My other thing. Oh, I have a thorn that's also comedy related. And sorry, Sandy, to piggyback on you onto this. (laughs) But um, one of the great comedians of our time passed away this week, uh, Gary Shandling. And um, it's actually a very retro, so retrograde anecdote that I have to share. Um, so I met Gary once at uh, Sarah's house at the rooftop party. Sarah Silverman? Yeah. Who she- has this
1: rooftop party that is so ridiculous every like, we'll, year we'll talk about that yeah. another
0: time um she has this party and he was there one year and we were standing around and we started smoking weed and he started like we're, I was hitting his ball and then he couldn't find it and he was like accusing me of like stealing his pipe but I was like I'm not gonna send your fucking pipe Gary Shandling like obviously and then um we started talking because I had seen him on Paul Profonza's green room and he talked about um how he'd been like very active in comedy and writing and then kind of like discovered spirituality and discovered the consciousness and meditation and that was sort of where his focus was going and I, we had a conversation about how to bring that energy into stand-up which mm. is so not like that right and he told me he said you know what you got to do you got to do yoga while you're doing comedy and I was like, I'm not really sure what that means. And he was like, I don't even know what that looks like. I just feel like that's a thing you should be doing. And actually recently I started doing like weird warriors as like punchlines and like getting more in my body. And I like then I found in my notebook randomly yesterday that he had described it as like the, the place on stage, the goal being that you're in a meditative state when you're on stage. And it's such like a lifelong quest. So it's such a big question and big conversation, but I just feel like so honored to be able to have had that conversation and I'm sad because I always in the back of my head was like we're gonna finish that conversation and then we're gonna like do something because at the end of that night we talked for a very long time and at the end I walked him to the elevator and he was like um how can I help you like is there anything I can do for you wow and I was like tapped him on the back and I was like just take care of yourself Gary (laughs) like like because I'm just never would never be comfortable and then the next year I was like, I'm going to talk to him this year. And then I was on Adderall and was too scared. And then the <laughs> next year he was talking to someone else for too long. So it was, I don't know. It's just like an interesting thing where like don't wait to have conversations with people or like don't feel bashful or weird to be like, yeah, I could really use a, like a writing mentor or someone because the fact is that he was someone who was so such a generous teacher and so kind and like only wanted to help. So when someone says, can I help you? Like they mean that. Right. And it's fine. Like my life is fine. It's okay. It's just like a lesson in that, like, yeah, life is really fucking short. Mm-hmm. And to that also, I was with the, I feel like so name droppy, but whatever. Oh, my foot hurts. Sorry. I was with Janine Garofalo in New York. She came to see me at UCB and she was it was the night that he died and she was saying, like, if it wasn't for him that she feels like she wouldn't have a career, that she was like just a virtual, like unknown person that like gave her a chance in his show. And it just like I just fucking love that, and I think that there's something to think about in terms of, like, your life and your legacy and, like, what you do leave, like, to be able to be someone who every single person is saying, like, he gave me a chance, he was a mentor, he was a teacher, he was kind and generous and open-hearted and spiritual, like, I look at that, and I'm like, that's what I want
1: to to be for other people. absolutely, and
0: so it's sad that he died, obviously, he was very young, only 66 years old, but... To have a life where you leave that is just so beautiful. So, so
1: special. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I loved the Gary Shandling show. I know. It's sad to. And Larry see
0: him. Sanders, and honestly, like check him out on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Thank you, Embassy Row. Shout Rowe. out to Embassy Row. That's like one our of
1: production th- company.
0: The best episodes. Like he talks a lot about the things that I'm talking. He says that your material is just a vehicle for your spirit to express itself. And I'm.
1: Bye. Yeah,
0: heart tingles. Like <laughs> so, dropping. Yeah.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. We've got one more collective rose. What is it? That I'm so excited to share because I want to do a call to action for all our people listening. Do I know to what it this. is? To do this. Yeah, our vision boarding party. O.M. Gaia. Okay. I made a book.
0: Again. As, as a result <laughs> and of... Is it, it $22? I feel like this one's like more like $20. Yeah.
1: Because I didn't have price. as much time. So
0: as a... Um, he <laughs> as,
1: as a result of our clarity session with... Um, uh, Mrs. Lisa Viscardi. there's a lot of excess magazines in the house. And we said at the time, this is for vision boarding. Yeah. and we actually did fucking it. executed and had all our girls over at my house on Saturday night. It was for some grand old manifestation
0: crafting. It was special. It was really special. Oh, also like <laughs> like also when we were doing it, uh, we were with Olivia, former TSR guest, and two times we Olivia
1: were Thirlby, passing oh through
0: magazines and we're finding like her ads, like we're like
1: looking. She did an awesome target ad and and a, th- the, and then she's this feature for W and she's like, Oh, that was just like a photo
0: I go, shoot I did for W I go, magazine. I go, what is that? And she's like, Oh, it's just a W cover. We're like, no, we know what it is. But when you're manifesting and your friends' manifestations have already come true.
1: Um, it was such a special, fun, like, we- positive, cool environment, and it was, you know, there's something so beautiful about getting your girlfriends together. And when every single person walks in the room, in the energy and the vibes just keep
0: rising. It's so special. And I loved that, like, there was everyone did something different. You know, there was sort of like, okay, this this craft night is about magazines and vision boarding, but there's no, there was no like boundaries or rules to it. So everyone sort of like took it to their own place. Like you did yeah. yours on your cork. Like board. I have this
1: cork board that I painted black, so it looks like a chalkboard thing um and it looks re- much cuter with the aesthetic of my apartment. Agreed. Fun tip: a
0: cork board in your apartment would look scary, right? I'd be like, "Are you having a nervous breakdown?" <laughs> I'm like trying
1: to be a teacher on the side. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that. So that. And then like you to use poster board and made a little booklet. Some girls. I t- had a. I just took the crafts that I had around my house, and I had a ton of Manila folders around. So oh, Emily, you can make like made really a cool-, cool like vision folders, almost where you can put stuff in. Um. There's a lot, a lot to be done, and a lot to create and it was really fun so just like a fun little
0: tip I called my book the big unlimited
1: hey hey so like this is our blogger tip to you hi in an homage of Aaron today yeah get
0: involved with some vision boarding um,
1: and we still have our social media giveaway with uh, I smell great Sophia Bush's company so just post or tweet of an homage to some a woman who's great in your life. Tag I smell great. Tag that's so retrograde with hashtag that's so retro great. Yeah, and we'll be announcing those winners in next week's show. Yep, and that's really exciting. And this show is really exciting. And I just feel so fucking blessed to be sitting here with my best friend, mm. uh, bringing you guys some consciousness in like 45 minute doses
0: and uh, and don't forget to follow us at so retrograde on instagram and twitter email us that's so retrograde at gmail.com and we'll have everything mentioned in today's show over
1: on the blog at that so retrograde.com until next time namaste yeah. listening
0: namaste living dude hey, hey.
2: <laughs> yes that's so retrograde